What do you do when you've outgrown your network? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. This is one of those awkward, hard conversations. I am going to have it with you, my friends. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at Heather Gray Consulting. And one of the things that we talk a lot about is networking. And we know that, you know, we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, right? I believe it was Jim Rom who is kind of, credited with having that belief. And it's the idea that whatever level of success and thinking and achievement our immediate five people in our professional networks have, it's going to be reflective of where we are. So if we want to expand and grow as business owners, we have to expand and grow our network as we rise up in the ranks, as we get more um, success and improve our business businesses and all of that. But what happens when the people you started out with stay where they started and you've risen above and then they want to hang out and they want to meet for coffee? Nobody really talks about this, but when you were a successful business owner, you do have to be consistent and thoughtful and intentional about who you spend your free time with. And it can sound inconvenient to say, it can sound hurtful to say, but if someone isn't going to give back to you, you have to figure out a way (laughs) to cut the cord a little bit because you simply don't have time for everyone and you need to be able to nurture the people who are going to expand and grow your business and you can't do that if you're still hanging on to dead weight particularly if you're only doing it to spare someone's feelings so that is probably more of a preview than today's listener letter I should have probably just led with the listener letter but I just opened it up and started having the whole conversation with the listener before I even uh, got on the mic. So let me back up a couple of steps. My apologies. I will read that letter and then I will continue talking to you all on the other side. Heather, I feel like an a-hole asking this question. When I started my business, I joined a lot of networking groups and attended a lot of small business owner meetups in my area. Five years into my business, I don't need to attend such things anymore. Mission accomplished. Business is going well. Lately, I've been dodging coffee date invites left and right from people. Our net worth is a direct re- Net worth is a direct reflection of our net work, right? Well, five years in, I am doing well, but the people I met back then largely stayed in the same place. They want to meet, connect, and catch up, but I don't have time for everyone, and I don't have the interest. I've outgrown them. I absolutely make time for people who I think can learn. I can learn something from and who I can exchange ideas with, but I'm self-conscious about my success with some people because it highlights that we are no longer in it together. I ran into someone I've been dodging at a conference, and I just didn't know what to say, and I moved myself away rather awkwardly. When people hang on after you have let go, what do you say? 
how do you not sound like a prick? <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I, I don't know that you can control how that message is received. I don't think that there's, you know, there are a couple of ways to sugarcoat this. There's a couple of ways to deliver the no a little bit pragmatically. But the reality is, is that like how we move through the world is a reflection of us. And how we do one thing is how we do everything. And this is one of those situations, it reminds me of a white lie, right? Where there's like this camp of people who say it is totally okay if it's not going to like hurt anybody's feelings or if it's going to spare someone's feelings just to deliver a white lie. But that it's also to, we then are responsible for remembering the lies we make up. I am much more a fan of recognizing that if we can't tell someone no to a coffee date, we are setting the stage for a lot of other hard conversations that we're going to try to dodge and work around. And hard conversations only get easier with practice. So I am going to encourage you guys as you encounter these situations, somebody who wants to pick your brain, somebody who would love to get a drink after work, somebody who just wants your two cents on something, somebody who just wants to see how you've been because you used to meet every morning at, or every week at those Wednesday breakfast business meetups um, in your town. I would like you to get comfortable having that awkward conversation. I would like you to figure out how to dodge that, you know, how to dodge that awkwardness and just manage it in an upfront manner. Because the longer you think about the dodge and the ghosting and the hiding, the more energy you are given to what you don't want to do and who you don't want to be and who you don't want to spend time with. And I am so much more a fan of you taking that same energy and moving it forward toward the type of people you want to meet, toward the type of people you want to spend the most time with. So one of the things I would start to think about is why don't you want to meet these people? Because it is my story that it has nothing to do with your bottom line. I have a ton of people in my network and on my client list who make more money than I do, whose businesses, when you look at the bottom lines, are more successful than mine. I've actually said it to my husband in moments of cynicism, like, wow, if only I could be as successful as I help my clients be, right? Um, and then I always recognize, well, they started their business five years earlier than mine. <laughs> Like, then they're scaling and I don't want to scale and blah, 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 right? Like, you can always, like, dial it back when you, you have, like, those jealous, cynical thoughts. But, you know, it illustrates for me that it's not actually about the business, um, I think it's easy to say like, oh, it's, you know, like I'm at this level and I'm having these conversations and I'm, you know, I'm talking about marketing at this level and they're just still, you know, back there. Um, and I call them the kiddie pool people is <laughs> the phrase that I use, right? Like they're still in the kiddie pool and I've like been swimming in the deep end for a while. And one of the things that I say specifically, you know, around that to people when I'm helping them craft and sort of, 
you know, curate their, gosh, that word again, I just used that the other day and said it wrong on the show. I should really come up with a new word. But like, you know, we have to cultivate our networks. We have to cultivate the people we're going to spend time with, the people who are going to make us grow and the people who are going to make us better. And yes, is it absolutely true and inarguable that some of the people who are no longer going to be a fit for us are the people whose businesses aren't successful? Absolutely. I'm not going to argue that and I'm not going to pretend it's not true. But there are also a lot of people whose businesses haven't met the ROI and the bottom line that yours have, but their attitude is really good. Their mindset is dialed in tight. They have a plan. They have a course of action. They they know what they're going to do. Something didn't work. They took a left turn and they should have gone right, but they're going to fix it. And they're asking for help and they're accepting help. And they're having these really dynamic conversations on how they can go after it. Some business owners aren't going to want to have that conversation either because they're going to want to talk to people who have already arrived and that is okay. But what I what that highlights is the idea that it's not going to be about numbers. It's going to be about attitude. It's going to be about perspective. And it's also not really a hidden secret, right? Like it is not this like underbelly of the, you know, networking space and the connection space that it's this unheard of thing that once somebody's become successful, they want to talk to other business owners at their level. Like that isn't, it's not a newsflash, right? But what ends up happening is people who have connected with you in your network and they've gotten to know you and they're part of your origin story of your business, they feel connected to you and they want to spend time with you and they want to talk to you and they want to get to know you better. And they might, P.S., genuinely like you and be engaged in your company and just still be rooting for you. And that when you don't have that same interest in response, when that isn't a reflection of where you are, it can be really hard to say no. Where I would go is based on what I'm reading in your letter here. You have new people that you network and mastermind with, who you consult with, who you connect with. So that is what I would say to people who don't like sort of meet you where you're at anymore, who don't actually give back because you don't, uh, the hard conversation isn't to say, you know, John, I've really enjoyed meeting with you, you know, back in the day and I appreciated all of those business cards you helped me with or blah, 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 blah. But now that I've gotten to this level of business, I just don't think you can help me or my business anymore. So I've moved on to greener pastures. Like that isn't what the deal is. And that's not what you're going to say. What you're going to say is, you know, John, I really enjoyed getting to know you in our Wednesday meetings. I made a real commitment to showing up for those meetings and participating in a wholehearted way. I got to tell you that since we've last been in touch, I've made a new commitment in my business and I have a new group of people that I meet regularly with. And while sure, of course, it would be great to catch up for old time's sake, I really have to honor the new commitments that I've made recently to people who have helped my business and expand and grow to where I'm at. Like, I would just be honest about it. And is it awkward? And do you kind of sound like something? Yeah, but there's no... 
Like, what does your ghosting say? Like, when you ghost and you dodge and you, like, avoid that awkward conversation at a conference, you don't come out smelling like a rose. You come out smelling like a prick. So why not, like, be really honest and say, like, I, you know, I hate to have this conversation. And this, like, reminds me of somebody that I was friends with back in the day. I ended up saying like, you know, I was doing the ghosting and I was doing the dodging and I was doing the not returning phone calls. And I was like, why is this chick not getting the hint? Right. Um, and anytime you're ghosting someone, you just want them to figure it out. Right. So you can get on with the business of feeling better and stop feeling like a jerk. And finally, like, I was like, you know what? I just need to bite the bullet and I need to have the hard conversation. So I just said like, flat out hey listen like I gotta be honest with you you know I'm dodging your calls and you know I'm dodging emails and I haven't followed up on invitations to hang out and I'm really sorry and this is a part of friendship that nobody ever talks about but sometimes friends just grow apart and they grow differently and they grow in opposite directions um and I think that's us like I just I don't feel like we have enough in common other than our past to hang out about and to talk about and it I need to fill my tribe with people that like where the experience is a little bit more because I don't have that kind of time for friendships right now and I can't give my time to everybody I wish I hadn't dodged you I wish I hadn't avoided you and extended the amount of time that you're obviously going to feel like crap for that was really cruel of me and I'm sorry I should have had the direct conversation with you that I've just moved on because I feel like we've grown apart like that I I I wrote that shit out by the way <laughs> all, all like organized and practiced and we're going back a while but that was the most honest I could have been to say hey listen no one ever talks about this part. And I think you can steal my line and use it with people to say, you know what? When we join those business networking groups and we go to every Wednesday morning, you know, breakfast meetup, nobody ever says that at some point you're going to need to expand your network and you're not going to have time for everybody. Nobody's going to tell you that like the businesses that we were cheerleading from the sides when we first start are not going to be the same businesses that we're like, you know, consulting on and rooting for going forward. I didn't anticipate this when we were hanging out. And then it got super awkward um, when I realized that I was spending my time with different business owners who were at a different level that were inspiring different kinds of conversation. And I don't want to make you feel like crap. And I, I'm so sorry that I've done that. Please accept my apology. And hopefully, you know, at some point you'll understand. Um, steal all of those lines. Because at the end of the day, the goodbyes and the endings to relationships that leave people confused are where there's no clarity, where there's like no explanation. I still remember the breakup I had where the guy just ghosted.
Like, we were together one night, we had plans for a weekend, and then gone. <laughs> gone, gone, gone. And we're going, my husband and I just celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary, and I was single for, I was with him for like, uh, let's see, five years, six years before we got married. So like 16 years, like, we're going back 20 years with this guy. I could still tell you, it was a Thursday night, it was the last time I saw him. We had plans on Friday and he did not show up because there was no explanation. No like, hey, I've changed my mind. I've chickened out. I've something. It was just gone. That doesn't have to be the impression you leave. You can just respect somebody with the truth even though the truth hurts because you were, they're going to fill the story with so many things. And some people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And they're going to be like, sometimes it's like, I just heard that my client, I had a client tell me this sometime recently where it was like, oh, I was doing that network ghosting thing. And the person found me and assumed my business wasn't doing well. Like sometimes they don't assume that like you've gotten too big for your britches. Sometimes they just assume you've gone off to a corner and hide. So you want to like, you just want to be the kind of business owner and the kind of person you want to be like. And to create a story that like you're going to hurt someone's feelings or that you're going to be in a total total dick if you, you know, just like say it real and say it direct. Well, think about the what kind of mood is it to just dodge and to not answer because you leave people in that place of not knowing so save them the time save them the energy be really direct move on and then give your energy to the people who give back Beginning, middle, and end. Now, this hard conversation thing, I swear to God, if it was a Googleable skill, <laughs> I would be on it. <laughs> I would be like, I help you have hard conversations, beginning, middle, and end. Um, but if you do have a situation uh, that you're sitting with in your life or in your business and you want my two cents, those are kind of my favorite questions to ask if you couldn't tell by this episode. So send me your situation and I will untangle it for you. You can find me over at Heather at heathergrayconsulting.com and I promise I won't ghost on you. Thanks so much and have a good day. Bye for now.